TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Not a big fan, and yet I like Feliz Navidad. Yeah, it's a good one. You can see the, the up-tempo Christmas stuff. And even though everybody makes fun of the Mariah Carey, it's not Christmas until you've heard the Mariah Carey song 87,000 times. I, I do like that song. Did you know that earlier this week, uh, I think Abby and I both ended our Whamageddon game yeah. on, this, on the oh. same song. Do you know about Whamageddon? No. Tell oh. me more. So, go ahead. You tell it's since great. your family doesn't. Okay, so every year, you know, last Christmas well, You didn't from... have to turn it all the way down. Oh. I was like, it was a nice backdrop it's, it's, for you. I'm sorry. There. Go ahead. It's still going. Um, but uh, last Christmas from Wham! plays a lot. Yes. So, uh, my family and a lot of other families play a game where you try not to hear that song. <laughs> and when you do hear it, you lose. So, I made a special rule that if I had to pull that song for work, it didn't count as losing. But if I heard it from KZK at work, it did count. And I heard it when I walked in yesterday. Mm. And I heard it at the same time. So, I was eliminated as well. Oh, yep. that's right funny. Right around noon. Yep. Made it till noon on the 21st, I guess. Yep. Or the 20th. 20th, 20th yeah. 20th, yeah. So close. So we, we were just talking earlier about that. I'm not a big Christmas music guy. I don't really get into... Christmas music. And I got to tell you, for the past few years, I've really been kind of a, you know, bah humbug person on Christmas. I just, I'm ready for Christmas to be over with because it's so stressful. There's so much stuff going on. It's just like, eh. but this year I'm, I'm kind of into it. I think it's, be, it's the grandkid. Having a grandson softens you. And it just, I, I look forward to spending time with him and being able to see him and, it just, it makes life a little more enjoyable. You appreciate things a little bit more. I say that, and then I, I walked in today, and I told Abby, I find myself offensive smelling right now because <laughs> my boss was nice enough to take us all out to lunch today, oh, right? Okay. But normally, I pay attention to where I go eat during the day because we went to a Mexican restaurant. I really like Mexican food. But I don't like smelling like a Mexican restaurant for the rest of the day. And if you go eat lunch at a Mexican place, you smell like that restaurant for the rest of the day. And sometimes, I mean, I wear a sweater today, right? Which just soaks up every <laughs> odor that's in the air. So I, every now and then I'll move my arm and I'll get that whiff of fajitas or something. And well, it's you're like, safe over there. I know. Well, I'll stay in the corner and, and, and be away. But, you know. Hey, Sue's not here today, but Fred is. So we've got a Fred Bottomer version of Sue's News. 
These allegations are deeply concerning. Does the president have any comment? We're not going to comment. It's not clear messaging. And now, Sue's News, sponsored by Mr. Appliance, speedy expert service. Call 636-674-6446. Yay! So here's my favorite story of the day. I'm just going to start with this. Okay. Uh, The Denver Zoo thought of a clever way to announce the father of a new baby orangutan. Uh, it wasn't clear to the zoo staff who the father of four-month-old Siska was. It could have been 30-year-old Barani or 16-year-old Jaya. So they hired Maury Povich. I was waiting for that. The TV king of paternity tests to make the announcement. And they posted the dramatic envelope opening on social media. When it comes to the orangutan, four-month-old Siska. Barani, you are the father. (laughs) No hair pulling or anything when that announcement was made. There wasn't a smackdown fight between the orangutans? Uh, Earlier in the week, uh, Maury Povich was honored with a Lifetime Achievement Award. And he told Entertainment Tonight he knows his legacy and he appreciates it. That's very cool. So that was, I watched a lot of Maury Povich. That was very creative of the zoo to think to do that. That was very good. I think it's awesome he agreed to do it, too. You know, he could have just been like, well, I don't yeah. know. But well, that was fun. I, I think he says he appreciates that that's what he's known for. That, mm-hmm. that is. Everybody's so, got a thing, right? I was waiting for that or Jerry Springer. Oh, It was yeah. going to go one way or the other. It was other. Maury Povich. Uh, let's do some holiday news. You know, the Home Alone movie, which came out in 1990. Uh, a lot of people ask just how rich were the McAllisters in Home Alone. Fans have been debating their wealth for years and the Federal Reserve finally came up with the answer. But first, let's hear a little bit from the movie. Everything's full. Everything's full. I'm very sorry, but it is Christmas Eve. No, 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 no way. This is Christmas, the season of perpetual hope. Mammoth. And I don't care if I have to get out on your runway and hitchhike. <laughs> now, you remember uh, their beautiful house yes. the family owned in Chicago? It was huge. Yeah, it it's, it's actually... A real house in Winnetka, Illinois, a wealthy suburb of Chicago. And it's now estimated to be worth $2.4 million, according to Zillow. Wow. And for the McAllister family to live there, the Fed estimated in today's dollars, the family would have had to make about $730,000 a year. Peter McAllister making some dough. And I think was maybe his brother actually owned it and they were renting it from him. Well, that was the house in New York. Oh, that was the house in New York. Yeah, so in New York, remember, he gets lost there, and he said, I wonder if he'll think to go to my brother's house. Ah. And because, and and she brings up the whole thing about how his brother's out of town, and they're doing, I thought they were remodeling. But yeah, so it was his house that they lived in there in Chicago. I didn't know you were the uh, Home Alone expert. I I didn't know that either. But all (laughs) of a sudden, I don't have a life, Fred. So that's just kind of what it is. I can't do a Sue's News without a mention of Travis Kelsey or Taylor Swift. So here's today's story. Travis Kelsey and the rest of his teammates are teasing Kansas City's Christmas Day games on Nickelodeon in a cartoon post on Instagram. The Chiefs tight end sits cross-legged on the floor in his number 87 jersey, paying tribute to his one and only Taylor Swift by stringing together beads or friendship bracelets. 
Before the couple's romance blossomed, Kelsey announced on his podcast with brother Jason he planned to give Swift his phone number on one of those bracelets at a show, but never got the chance. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. So I want to I want to ask Abby. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are talking about this in the new year for predictions. Do you have a prediction? Yes or no? Will they be engaged? You sometime know, next year? I saw an article on some clickbaity website as I was just scrolling by, and it said that apparently, it, I don't know for sure, that Travis Kelsey asked permission for her hand in marriage already, but it didn't seem very confirmed. It seemed a lot of speculation. So I'm hesitant to say yes, they will be, because that's kind of quick, but who knows? Do you think he asked, when he asked permission, of the uh, her parents or maybe like her manager? <laughs> <laughs> Probably both. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. And probably. also the publicist, I'm sure. Well, I, I could see the publicist for sure. <laughs> yeah. And the publicist is going, yes, please. That would <laughs> that it. would be awesome. Yeah. I, I can't believe just how much that is her being at a game has taken over the, the whole narrative of everything. Yeah. Like every time that she's at a game and something happens with him, like he got hurt in his last game for a little while. And... Uh, they would flash to her and like, is he okay? Is he okay? I'm like, why Why are we watching her? Can yeah. we please get back to the game? Like, I appreciate it. But every time. Do you think it'll get old? It's already old. I think it is old. Yeah. Everyone I've ever talked to, and granted, not a lot of people my age are watching football that I know, at least. So everyone else I talk to, it's like, wow, we don't really need to see Taylor Swift. And I kind of agree. I did see a cute little meme the other day of a, a little girl who um, she had a Kansas City Chiefs jersey on, and she was saying things about football. Like, it, you couldn't see the TV, but the implication was that a football game was going on. And she was talking about how she loves football, and she's so excited when they score a touchdown. And the mom says, who's your favorite player? And she said, Taylor Swift. Oh, <laughs> that is so funny. I remember when, when the Rams, you know, were here, there were a lot of pictures of Kurt Warner's wife during the game. They'd always yeah, to her. But she was loved almost as much as Hillary Clinton. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Brenda Warner was, was legendary here in terms of people going, yeah, I like Kurt. I wish they'd get his wife to be quiet. Like, we, we've heard enough from Brenda. Uh, so One more sound story here. This one is about uh, Barbie. Actually, it's more about Ken than it is Barbie. Barbie star Ryan Gosling reunited with the movie's soundtrack producer Mark Ronson for a Christmas version of their hit song. It's part of Ken the EP featuring new versions of the original song. It comes just a week after the Barbie soundtrack nabbed nominations for a handful of Golden Globes and Grammys. It could also be up for a coveted Oscar. Those nods are out next month. Monica Ricks, CBS News. Ken the EP? Yeah. Seriously? So Jake yeah, from that. Jake from Y98 uh, and I were talking about this yesterday, and I don't like remixes of just songs. Like you, I don't like when you take your song and you just make it a little different and put it out again. That's not a new song to me. So taking I'm Just Ken and adding Jingle Bells <laughs> is not a new song to me. <laughs> and that is all the new song is. Aw. So well. I don't know. I didn't really like it, but I can understand its appeal. I've I've still been waiting to hear the remix that Sue did of rocking around the Christmas tree with 
was it Highway oh, to Hell? The mash. The, oh, the, yeah. The, the song yeah. mashup with ACDC in that. I'm, so every time that I hear Rocking Around the Christmas Tree now, I keep going, wait, is this the mashup? <laughs> no, it's not it. See, that's fun because it's new. That's right. But it was just different. just adding bells to it would have been uh, less fun. I have a friend of mine, uh, uh, Shannon Nicole, who was a, a singer-songwriter. She lives out in Los Angeles. We used to sell radio together in St. Louis back in the day. Hmm. And she... It, she is called the weedium, okay? So she's a medium who smokes a lot of weed. And <laughs> so her her brand is called the weedium. You can see her on Facebook. She's got a YouTube channel, the whole thing. And she does all these, all these things there. Well, she came out with a Christmas song that she wrote with this friend of hers. And we can't play it on the radio because it's got some language in it that's not airplay friendly, right? But it's a really good, upbeat Christmas song. Mm -hmm. I would put it up there with like a Mariah Carey version, up-tempo, fun Christmas tune. It's got a good beat. It's easy to dance to. I'll give it an 85. Thanks for Raider Record. Dick Clark throwback, (laughs) right? Yeah. But it it was just like, I like those type of different type of Christmas music. You know, I appreciate Old Holy Night, but yeah, it's kind of (laughs) old at this point. I, I saw a story today. Uh, about Tinder. There's a new type of Tinder out there. It's a new version. Have you heard of this? No. Okay. I've it's... been married for a long time, so. <laughs> uh, it's called Tinder Select. And while you're swiping left or right, Tinder could be swiping your credit card to the tune of almost $500 a month. What? It's Whoa. a premium service called Tinder Select. And if you join up, you get a coveted virtual badge on your profile, showing you're one of the elite 1% to have that on Tinder. I thought they were sending hookers to your house or something. <laughs> 500 bucks. And you'll also be allowed to slide into any DM you want without matching first. That wow. just sounds dirty I'm not sure I understood what any of that word, <laughs> the, that sentence meant. But have you, have you seen that commercial where, what is the insurance company where they talk about homeowners who turn into their parents? Oh yeah, I love those commercials. Oh, they're yeah. they're hilarious. Yeah, yeah. but because he's got one so much like me. I think. Well, <laughs> he's got that one. It's like, hey, can can we talk about sliding into somebody's DMs? That sounds like so much fun. I'm like, yeah. that really sounds dirty, actually. But you know, whatever. Uh, car makers in Detroit have met a very important safety deadline. Uh, the car makers, twenty of them, promised they'd have automatic emergency braking on ninety five percent of their vehicles by this year. And they made it. The technology automatically breaks to avoid or lessen a collision. Uh, the next step, the Insurance Institute says, is to make the systems better detect motorcyclists and detect pedestrians at night. So you've been in those, I don't know, I, my car doesn't have it, but whenever I rent a car, it's a newer car and they've got it where it it's automatically slows you down. My car doesn't automatically slow me down that I know of. But if I get too close, I get the beep, 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 that that starts doing that. So it it makes me wonder, and I really want to try that out, but if it doesn't really work, that's going to be ugly. (laughs) Right? It's like, okay, I want to do that part, but I don't know. Uh, So Sue's News brought to you by MrAppliance.com. Speedy expert service. Call 636-674-6446. Now for today's random fact. Uh, Let's see. Let's pick this one. The original elf on the shelf was named Frisbee. Frisbee? 
The elf on the shelf was inspired by the creator's own toy elf, Frisbee, who they grew up with in the 1970s. Frisbee was their elf. They'd report, they said it would report back to Santa Claus at night and be back in a different position in their house the very next day. There, that that so explains why it's called Frisbee. It, and that's right, it would always return. There you go, Frisbee so, or Boomerang. There yeah. you go. It, so that's, that's news good. for today. Fred Bottomer filling in today. Hey, by the way, uh, happy birthday to John O'Leary. A lot of you probably know who John O'Leary is. Uh, great story, amazing story, author. Uh, St. Louis guy, he is, uh, he's having a birthday today. So and his, they're filming his movie right now called On Fire. Are they really? Yep. I didn't know it's, that. It's right in the down, or in the St. Louis area, closer up by SLU. If you've ever heard John speak, he's an amazing speaker. Yeah. And just a, a, a crazy life story, uh, that he's had and, uh, he's been through so much, but what an amazing guy, you know, sometimes you meet those people and they they really point out to you that you've underachieved in life, right? <laughs> and he is one of those guys. It's like, if he's done all that and, and he's had to overcome that much, why haven't I done more? Right? And he credits Jack Buck with helping him so much get through that. Yeah, and he, he's he got the baseball that he right. brings out to a lot of his stuff and talks about. So amazing guy. John O'Leary, happy birthday, brother. Hope you have a, a wonderful birthday and have a great Christmas. We are going to talk to County Executive Steve Elman, St. Charles County Executive Steve Elman. I should probably clarify that, right? We have more than one in the area. Uh, we're going to talk to Steve about what's going on in political states and uh, what's going on with the library district because uh, they're making some changes. So we'll do that on the other side. It's Mike Elaman for Mark Reardon today on St. Louis's home for conservative talk, 97.1 FM Talk. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Oh, it's a Coldplay Christmas. Yeah, they're my favorite band, so I love this song. I like Coldplay. Well, it's different, right? So it, it you fulfilled everything we were talking about. There we go. Okay. It's good to have something different and, and do things, you know, just not the same old, same old. Sometimes it's good to mix it up and, and get something fresh and new and what's going on in there. So that's very good. Hey, uh, we are going to talk to a guy coming up a little bit later on, Rick Hill. He's a St. Louis native. He is the VP of Marketing and Communications for the Valero Alamo Bowl. 
So Kirkwood High School guy, we are going to talk to him uh, a little bit later on this hour. Uh, we're going to talk to Jay Ashcroft next hour about what's going on with uh, Trump being kicked off the ballot in Colorado. And then we're going to talk to Dan Meehan, who's the president and CEO of the Missouri Chamber of Commerce, about what uh, child care is actually, actually the lack of child care is costing the state of Missouri in economic development. So we'll talk about all that a little bit later. But in the meantime, we are going to welcome to the show St. Charles County Executive Steve Elman, who is joining us. Mr. Executive, how are you, sir? I'm fine, Mike. That's quite an agenda you've got there. You know, Fred and Abby always take great care of me when I get to sit in here, and they put together a star-studded lineup. So, I'm, yeah, that's, that's kind of like my staff. They make me look good a lot. You know, you gotta <laughs> love having really good people around you because it does make you look a whole lot better. So, I always Absolutely. appreciate them. And you know, since Sue's not here today, you just heard uh, Fred's news. So it's oh yeah, I did. Fred's yeah. a guy who can step in and do a little bit of everything. So it's he is he is he's it, a He's a renaissance man. <laughs> he truly is. Hey, we've got a lot of stuff that is going on in the political world these days. And it seems like uh, every time you think, well, this is about as crazy as it could get, it, it takes another step. Um, so I want to talk to you for, uh, I'll talk to you about what's going on with the library district in St. Charles in a little bit. But I wanted to talk to you uh, at the first part just about what's going on with the whole Biden administration and the border. Um, because I, I know you're a very politically astute guy. You've, you've done this for a very long time and you're plugged in with a lot of different things. I, I've been trying to figure out what is the win for the Biden administration to continue to push back on securing our borders when you are seeing literally 10,000 people a day lately start showing up at our borders and for lack of a better term, invading our country and they just refuse to do anything about it. They they act like it's not really happening. Is there something I'm missing that they're getting out of this at the end of the day? No, I, I don't I don't I can't imagine what it would be. I mean the the favorite word nowadays is polarized and everybody likes to talk about how polarized the country is. But you know, this is this is one this is one issue where we're not polarized. I, I was listening the other day. Somebody said a, there was a poll and 80%, 80% of people from both parties uh, think that the border is needs to be tightened up and too many people are getting in. And they may disagree about how, how much tighter it should be, but everybody agrees now, or almost everybody agrees it's a, it's a big problem. It, it's it's one of those kind of things where when I see those kind of numbers and I see Joe Biden's um, favorability numbers now down around 27 to 33 percent, depending on the poll that you're looking at. I mean, that gives you two thirds to three quarters of the population is against you. Why wouldn't you do something? So I thought maybe there's something that I'm missing and you're plugged in a lot better than I am. So I thought, well, maybe you can see something here that he has a win that I just don't see. I don't know who thought up the idea, but when they start sending some of the uh, some of the immigrants to some of these northern cities, I think that uh, that made a, a quite an impression. Uh, they didn't have to send anybody to St. Charles County. We already knew there was a problem. Uh, but uh, I, I think, again, there's some people who thought it was a problem for some other folks now realize it's everybody's problem. It, they really have. I mean, I know there's that expression that says 
every state is now a border state, and it really seems to have gone that way. And when you send them to Chicago and New York and all these cities in uh, California that were so proud to be sanctuary cities, and now all of a sudden they're faced with the reality of what actually being a sanctuary city is, and they're getting a little bit of a taste of what these border towns in Texas and Arizona, you don't hear much about New Mexico. Um, which I find interesting. But then I heard the other day that a lot of that border is actually tribal land. So we don't really know how many people are coming through through the tribal land entry that's getting there. So there could be even more than Arizona. Arizona has been a state that's been growing. New Mexico has not. uh, And I'm not sure exactly why that is. Um, But, yeah, even the, the Democratic governor of Arizona sent the National Guard to the to the border last week. Yeah. So, it, so you know, it's again, the, it's not a, it's not there's not polarization on this issue. Yeah, if there's that, one thing that the Congress ought to be able to get together and get done is something dealing with uh, you know, with the border. I would hope that that's going to get done sooner rather than later. But now that they're all on, on break, I don't really see what's what's going to happen from that. Kind of uh, kind of hard to do it when they're on break. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't know. You know, the people, the leadership, I think, is still talking, and they need to talk a lot. And when they get back there, that needs to be the first order of business. Well, I would think after they spend a little bit of time at home over the Christmas break, they're going to get an earful from everybody because, like you've said, that is not a polarizing issue. Uh, That is something that a lot of people agree on. So they're going to come back uh, probably with an earful of what's going on. Uh, Speaking of an earful, the St. Charles City County Library District has been getting an earful for a while now about what's been going what's been going on with the library district. And I know uh, you put a new person on, and Buddy Harden is the new person that you appointed uh, conservative to the library district. I know the mayor has got a couple of appointments that he still has to make on the library board. But I saw the story in the Post-Dispatch today that the CEO of the City County Library District has said they're going to pull some of those uh, explicit uh, photographs and sexual intercourse or sexual acts books from the library shelves. It seems like that would be a win to me. Well, you know, uh, racial segregation is bad, but segregation when it comes to books in the library, I think is, is a good thing. I mean, if, if, if we had a a grocery store, we wouldn't, uh, we wouldn't put the rat poison on the same shelf with the Captain Crunch, right? Right. Uh, so, you know, why should these pornographic uh, books, at least with, with pornographic type pictures in, why should they be right there on the shelf available to any youngster who wants to t- take a look? You know, it's- so uh, this is what, you know, Mayor Borgmar and I met with uh, Jason Cool, gee, probably months, six weeks ago, and told him this is the direction we wish he would go in. But what people have to understand is, you know, while um, while uh, uh, Borgmar and I get to recommend people to uh, the county council and the city council to approve for, uh, for the for the library board, once once I nominate them and you approve them, they're there until their term expires. Now right. we'll have some control if if they want to be reappointed, and we'll be asking a lot more questions than we probably did when they were appointed the first time. But, uh, you know, it, it's it's up to the to the board to make the final decision. And Jason apparently is recommending a step in the right direction. I'm, and I'm sure the, the board will go along with it. 
You know, every community is different. And when you're looking at, you know, the difference between St. Louis City, St. Louis County, and St. Charles County, uh, it's a different audience. It's a different community. And the people who make up that community look at things differently. And I think when you're looking at a library district, you should reflect the community that you serve. And if this was a library district that was in San Francisco, a lot of these books, they may be okay with that community. They, they may be fine with it. I don't know if they are or not. But I know in St. Charles, they're not. So I would think as long as your library district is reflecting the values of the community in which you serve, everything should be pretty good. Well, and that's why they it's set up so that uh, elected people like yourself and, and me uh, actually make the appointments. But you know, it's a library board that has to has to make the final decisions on these things. And and um, you know, I, I I when I described uh, the problem here, I I, I use the term low hanging fruit. I mean, these particular books that have been the center of attention, I, I again, there's not polarization on those books. I think 80, 90 percent of the people, if they looked at them, would agree shouldn't be available to youngsters. Uh, so it's, it's just a, a question of uh, right now we're picking the, uh, the low-hanging fruit. The problem, of course, is they're, they're taking 10 books off now. And, and there's people will want them to take another 10 and then another 10 and another 10. So it's going to be a constant challenge for the, uh, for the board to go ahead and actually reflect those values uh, that the, uh, the majority of the people in St. Charles County have. But uh, we'll make sure that in the future we appoint people who will. That's Steve Elman. He is the county executive for St. Charles County. Hey, I, I wanted to touch base with you real quick uh, before I let you get out of here. Looking forward to the legislative session next year in Jefferson city. Um, Mm -hmm. We were talking about earlier in the show, you have so many people in Jefferson city in both the house and the Senate that are running for other offices next year. And in some cases they're running against people who uh, serve in their caucus uh, for these positions. And our expectation is eh, you may not get a whole lot of stuff done next year because they're going to kind of shoot each other. Uh, because they don't want someone else to get a win if they can't get a win. Do you think that we're going to get stuff done next year in the legislature, or do you think this is going to be a a legislature that is going to work against itself? Well, it it can't be any worse than the legislature two years ago. That's very Uh, true. And that was an election year. And generally, when I was there 20 years ago, yeah, in election year you didn't get quite as much done, but that wasn't an excuse to do nothing. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just hope the leadership, um, emphasizes that these people need to keep their campaigns off the uh, Senate and house floor and, uh, they can, they can campaign the rest of the time, but when they're there representing their folks on the floor, they, they need to get down to business. And, 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 and the point here isn't just to, uh, to make a point, uh, you know, so much now politics is, you know, in many cases, it's just a stunt show. And you got people on the floor that are offering amendments that they have, they know have no chance of passing. Uh, they're making speeches to get attention. Uh, and there's always been some of that. But in the end, our legislators need to be judged by what's, what problems they actually solve. 
and we've got some problems in the state that need a solution. And I hope that uh, hope people will put the stunts aside and get down to business. Well, we can keep hope alive for the holiday season, right? That's what it's all about. We're, we're going to have hope that it's going to work out. Steve, I appreciate you taking some time today and spending some time with us on the radio. I hope the Elman family has a very Merry Christmas and a great New Year. And best to the uh, Elam family. Merry Christmas. And uh, always enjoyed talking to you, Mike. Thank you, Steve. We appreciate it. That is Steve Ellman. Uh, We are going to talk to a gentleman from Kirkwood who is now uh, Rick Hill. He is now the vice president of marketing and communications for the Valermo Alamo Bowl. We're going to talk a little bit about what goes in to putting a bowl game together. There are so many moving parts. And it's great that we've got a St. Louisan who's involved in doing something like that. My name is Mike Elam, sitting in for Mark Reardon today on St. Louis's home for conservative talk on 97.1 FM Talk. It is the Mark Reardon Show. My name is Mike Elam, St. Charles County Council guy, sitting in for Mark today on St. Louis's home for conservative talk. So it is bowl season. I love this time of year. It's, it's probably not my wife's favorite time of year because she's not a huge football fan. But I love football, especially college football. It's just so much fun because it's not just the guys on the field. It's it's all the alumni. It's the people who live in the state. I know people in Missouri are all fired up about the fact that Mizzou is going to the Cotton Bowl. Huge game. Great season. It's going to be so much fun. But when you put these bowl games together, it is a lot of work. There is a ton that goes into it. And uh, a guy who is a St. Louis native, Kirkwood guy, is the guy who is the vice president of marketing and communications for the Alamo Bowl. Rick Hill is joining us on the show today. Rick, how are you, sir? Mike, how are you doing? How about those pioneers? Go Kirkwood. How about that? It's You guys had a good turkey day. <laughs> That's great. And, you know, the, I think uh, Jeremy Macklin's head coach now at Kirkwood, and he played in the 08 of the Alamo Bowl and caught a touchdown to beat Northwestern. How about that? So this game has been going on since 93? Yeah, we celebrated 30 years, and so we're at this one coming up. We're doing um, Oklahoma versus Arizona on the 28th, and it'll be our 31st game. Man, I can't imagine all of the prep work that goes into putting a bowl game together like this. Can you give us just some I, – I know there's too much detail for us to cover. Can you give us a, a bit of an idea of what's going into this? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of snowball rolling downhill. I mean, there is a lot of prep work. I know St. Louis is host to some PGA stops and that kind of thing. It's kind of that. You're, you're gearing up for one really big week. Um, and then it's, you know, you, you really want to get your conference deals aligned. You want to get some sponsors. And then you want to have a number of events that build up. And uh, we announce teams usually the first Sunday of December. And then the teams come in the week before. And we got uh, Arizona coming up Saturday and Oklahoma Sunday. And we a game on Thursday and just trying to deliver a really nice experience for the student athlete. People forget that when they're playing all these other games, they might only be in on a, you know, a Friday night and leave Saturday night. So they really don't get a, a, you know, a great week with their guys. They've, they've, you know, put the uniform on with for so many years. So how long are they actually in San Antonio? Usually five or six days. The the ironic story is we hosted the Big 12 championship in 2007, and actually Missouri was number one in the nation. They played uh, Oklahoma, and they lost. But Jeremy Macklin was on that team, so when he came back for the bowl game, I said, hey, it's good to see you back in San Antonio. And he told me he'd never been in San Antonio. Um, Because (laughs) a Big big 12 trip is in and out. 
But what? a bowl trip is five days going to SeaWorld, going to amusement parks, visiting the Alamo, doing pep rallies on the river. There's a lot more uh, downtime, and you can really enjoy a city. So you're the, the Pac-12 and the Big 12 plays together in this game. Has it always been that way with, with the Alamo Bowl? It changed. We, had, we, had, uh, we actually started out with Southwest Conference. Um, we had Big Ten. Um, we, and then, obviously, Pac-12, we're going to have to make a change next year. So, yeah, there's a chance we could get back in a SEC or a Big Ten and, yeah, maybe get Missouri back, back down here because, yeah, it was, it was, it was great to, uh, to host them the, um, when they came down in 08. I was going to ask you about that from the standpoint of, like, when the conferences are changing next year and you're going to an expanded college football playoff, how does that affect the bowl games? Yeah, I mean, obviously there's going to be a lot of excitement about, you know, those 12 teams. And we've always kind of been the number one game outside of the CFP. And, yes, you always want to be host the biggest game in the world. But being right outside is not bad because you kind of get to pick your matchup. We've we've had top 15 matchups half the time. And when you you can still get excited, nine, ten win teams back, you know, 10, 15 years ago, we were having the fourth and fifth ranked teams from conferences. And, yeah, Missouri's probably as fired up as any team right now in in the CFP because it's it's new and exciting and but yeah if you were a, a six win team it's hard to get quite that travel and interest um so we kind of like where we are sure we'd like to host a national championship or be in that but we also like the fact that we get some choice to trying to match something up and we've got maybe not household names at quarterback but both both quarterbacks that are going to play in our game are going to light it up, and it'll be fun to watch. Well, you guys are Thursday night in primetime. 7 o'clock, I think, is, is when the game is. So you guys are going to be a feature game, like you said, a, a huge game. You know, I, I was thinking about all the kids and college students who are at these schools from both Arizona and Oklahoma that are going to come there. Do they buy their own tickets? Does each school have a, a student allotment? Like, there always seems to be a lot of student body that shows up there. Yeah, usually each university makes an effort to either bust or fly a, a group of kids and get the most fervent fan because, yeah, it, it is fun, especially in those down-low seats, um, to, to get people as excited as possible. And, yeah, ESPN's always asking, hey, where, where are your most excited fans so they can shoot them? Because it just, it just adds to the whole thing. And I think one of the benefits of our game is we're averaging 60,000. So when you turn it on and you see that many people in the building yelling and screaming, you tend to stay around a little bit. And then if you have a – 38 35 game then that's how we can do the five million viewers we average um so yeah we, like i said we're, we're excited where we are and, and, and we think it's going to be a fun another fun one this time well i i appreciate you spending some time with us i know you've got to be crazy busy I'm, I'm just curious when did you start with this when did you first start doing the alamo boat this is my 25th game. I, I, I flew down on TW Airlines on a nonstop flight about 30 years ago. I worked at the Spurs for five years, their non-championship years, and then I've been doing this. I did the math. One game a year is a little easier than 50. Um, but it's San Antonio is, is a fantastic city, and, and uh, there still is a nonstop flight. TWA doesn't exist, but you can still get down here nonstop. So, yeah, and anytime anybody's down this way, look me up. I put all my great restaurant picks on a section on our website called Rick's Picks San Antonio. So uh, we, we, we always love hosting people where tourism is our number one industry down here. And appreciate you taking the time to have me on today. Well, the website is fantastic. And you, you've even got a whole tab there that says Visit San Antonio. So you can go to the Alamo Bowl website and you could pull up and see all kinds of stuff to do in San Antonio. So it's great. Rick, I appreciate you spending some time. Uh, it's great to talk to a St. Louisan who's involved in stuff like this that, that you just don't realize the connections that we have. But I hope you have a very Merry Christmas, and I hope you have a fantastic game uh, that just lights it up.
Awesome. Have a great holiday, Mike. Thank you. Thanks, Rick. Take care. That is Rick Hill, Kirkwood guy, who's uh, been doing the Alamo Bowl for a while. It's one of the biggest games that's going to happen all year long. Like I said, it's one of those primetime games. Arizona playing Oklahoma uh, Thursday night. I'm looking forward to that. My name is Mike Elam, sitting in for Mark Reardon today. Jay Ashcroft is going to join us on the other side. You may have heard there's some stuff going on with elections lately. We're going to talk to him about that on the other side. On St. Louis's home for conservative talk, 97.1 FM Talk. Get more at 971talk.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 